This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Kind of Funny's doing an old school Patreon pledge drive all August long. If you like the content we've made in 2023, we'd like you to consider supporting us on patreon.com slash kind of funny for the month. Just $10 would get you more than 300 exclusive episodes of shows like Kind of Feudy, Gregway, and more. We couldn't do this without you, so thank you for your support. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about Janet's top 10 PlayStation games of all time. My top 10 PlayStation games of all time. And your top PlayStation games of all time. We'll have all this and more because this is PS I Love You XOXO. Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing. That's Janet. That's Barrett on the ones and twos. And this is PS I Love You XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast that you can watch live on patreon.com slash kind of funny or later on podcast services around the globe. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code kind of funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y to write in with your questions, PSN messages, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. Uh, we got, oh, actually, no, we don't have housekeeping. I should say, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney. Today, we're brought to you by Honey, BetterHelp, and Shady Rays. But let's start with a PSN message from you. Nicole writes in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y and says, build your ideal PlayStation. Rule is to pick one thing from each generation, a startup sound, a controller, a system design, a PlayStation-exclusive game, and an accessory. Janet Garcia what is your ideal PlayStation? Oh man, this is this is interesting. Um, okay, should we each just go through, or should we toss it back and forth for each thing and make a one? I mean, I think I can probably go through if I'm being honest. Okay, right. I'm gonna, fine, I'll I'll go through. I'll go through two then. I'll just go through. Because okay, I think for so, me, uh, do you want to go first? Yes. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, okay, my ideal PlayStation. I feel like this is the scene from The Office where Michael Scott is thinking of a new god and he's like the head of a lie in the body of a meerkat or whatever the fuck he ends up saying um god design when i think about what looks the best okay it's gonna have the look of the ps1 which oh. i don't know how that'll work because it no one cares about discs anymore but it's gonna have the look of the ps1 i think it's the best looking one i like the look of it a lot it will have the startup sound of the ps2 because that is where my playstation nostalgia sits the most heavily you're talking about like the intro right where you're like overlooking the blocks that sound well, like when you turn it on and it goes like <laughs> <laughs> wait is that the size is that like the because like, for me i, I character that characterize it more as like a like a almost like a like a i don't know it's like a swoosh right like am i I'm oh you're talking about when the you're talking about when the logo that, pops that up. that sound when oh those, this right here yeah okay no this is what i'm talking about too Barrett, thank you for saving my life right now because I'm like, look, 
I don't know how to describe this. That's the sound. The controller will be the dual sense that we have now. The system designer I went over, the exclusive game is, I guess, of existing games, I guess is Jack and Daxter. And the accessory mm. is, this is tough. The accessories have been kind of awkward. Oh, man. The PlayStation VR light gun thing. Oh, okay. Okay. And you using... it's a little bit cheating because you're putting the wands inside of it, but you know, I don't know. I was gonna like, say, are you using that really... for Jack and Daxter? What's that what's the wand for? Are you a big fan of the light gun? I like the when I think of accessories, like there's not a lot that I've dived into. Like I wasn't using like the PS I toy thing. Like I didn't really like live in that moment. The the fucking wands were very like bootleg Wii VR. But I feel like the, a gun, like it's always fun to have a toy gun for video games, even if it is kitschy and like only used once. So no, you wouldn't necessarily use it for Jack and Dexter, but you could use it for that minigame where you shoot the muffins at like the Swamp Rats. But I don't think you need to do that. But if I had to like put it in there, we could find a use for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, chat says PSVR 2 for the accessory. I feel like PSVR 2 is more of like a platform than an accessory, even though you cannot use it without it. Like, to me, it's a it's a it's a cop out accessory a little bit. That's why I stayed away from it. What about you, Bless? The what accessor- is your Franken PlayStation? The accessory part is the thing that gets me because ideally, I would love to pick a PlayStation Five accessory, but I would. I think I would desire the PS5 controller more than picking a PS5 yeah. accessory because, like, I think a Project Q would be dope. But I want the Dual Sense, and so for controller, I'm picking the Dual Sense for PS5. For a startup sound, I'm with you. I think the PS2 has the best one. I really like that that intro sound and the animation, so I'm going with that. For system design, I assume for that we're talking about the physical system. Yeah. Also, really quick, I messed up because it's supposed to be per generation. So for P- for exclusive, I'll go Last of Us. Okay. That's the same one I'm going for. I can't go on two twice. For exclusive, I'm also going Last of Us for PS3. I guess for system design, I'm going PS4 because that's my favorite looking Mm. PlayStation. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's my favorite looking PlayStation. The slab, the slanted slab. And then I think I've done everything except for PS1. And so for accessory, I'll I'll go with a PS1 memory card. I had a feeling. Yeah. yeah just for I the like nostalgia that. of it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like, I miss the memory card. I mean, thank God we've moved beyond it. But I, when I see my PS2 memory card, whenever I open up my case for um, NBA Street Volume 2 and I see it right in there, I'm like, oh man, good times with this thing. All eight megabytes of it. Shout out to the, PS, the PS1 and PS2 memory cards. Hell yeah. That's a good one. That's a fun one. I, I'm surprised they haven't made a, I guess I get it from like a sizing perspective, but made like an external drive that's, just at least aesthetically shaped like it where it has like a usb um to like put it in but like a yeah. shell of a car see yeah that would like be the way to do it nostalgia play yeah know? have like a like a usb that slides out of a ps2 memory card that just you know is the case for which, it you know what actually i kind of have that hold on i have which one is it in? i think it's in all of them i'm trying not to leave my mic too far away Janet's shelf is just limitless, bless. Yeah, Janet reaches into a shelf <laughs> and it's like she's reaching into a portal and grabbing yep. okay, grabbing whatever she what wants I mean. to realize Oh my! Where that's exactly what we're, that's exactly what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> For the audio love, listeners, this is Janet has fairly like, odd parents because, like, yeah. how are you going to say, "Man, I wish they had this thing," and then reach over and you have that thing? And it has the Nye Dog paw print on the back because this is from the um, limited run games is uh, Jack and Dexter like collectors editions that I have, and they in that they gave you like a little USB like memory stick that is shaped like like you pop you like slide it out. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it looks like a memory card, 16 gigabyte memory card. That's awesome. 
So I've never used it because what is what am I using this for? What holds like 16 gigs is not enough to do the things I usually need to do with a USB, like get gameplay. Footage, Are you mean transferring like documents? To where, from where? Bless, I work at home. <laughs> from my desktop <laughs> from your, to my laptop? Yeah, I was going to say, from your laptop to your desktop, in case you have, like, a Word file that you got to move somewhere Maybe. or a PDF I have form. Been, I have been needing to use it. Or a small so. JPEG. You don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I have everything back here. Janet, we got no time to waste on this episode because it's time for topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Greg's gone. It's just me and you. And so I decided, why not do a fun, laid-back topic? Our top 10 PlayStation games of all time, Janet. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we, we've made both of our rankings. We're going to go through both of our rankings, starting at number 10. This was an interesting one to bring forth because I messaged this to you the other day on, on the PS Love You Slack channel. We're both into it. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's fun. Let's do it. And then I put out a poll, or not even a poll. I put out the question bucket to the audience because I wrote in there, hey, tell us what your top three PlayStation games of all time are. And as I read through some of these submissions, I was pretty, not surprised, but I guess enlightened by mm-hmm. the way that our audience translated top PlayStation games. Because for me, in thinking about this topic and thinking about this question, I was like, okay, I'm just going to make it my top 10 games of all time that are on PlayStation. And in doing sure. that, I was going through certain games that weren't exclusives. I was going through third parties, multi-platform games, all these other things. But I was reading through all the write-ins. All the write-ins were either playstation exclusive or some games that are very specific to playstation in some way have some some sort of playstation link or connection to which i went on twitter and asked people i was like hey if i said we're doing a topic the top 10 playstation games of all time i went to i went to twitter to ask the question no, I mean, um, what's uh, Twitter? Twitter? You don't mean, oh, you sorry, don't mean sorry, X? sorry. X. I went to <laughs> yeah, X marks the spot, as they say. I went to X.com, which sounds like I'm going to a porn website, but I went to yeah. X.com to ask the question. That. And people are like, well, when you say top 10 PlayStation games of all time, we expect exclusives, we expect these sort of things. And so I went back, I changed my personal list right before the show to line up with what people are expecting. But for you, like, did, was that the same thought process you had? Were you already going into it with exclusives in mind? Um, pretty much. I mean, I, I definitely feel like there's space to be had for just a game on PlayStation because especially the further we get into our modern era, the somewhat harder it is to have that console v console conversation in a sense, because a lot of things are multi-platform. And I think when we think of some of the best games ever and some of our favorite experiences on PlayStation, those still might be multi-platform games. So I definitely was open to the idea of leaving it more free form, but I do think I do like sticking to either more exclusives exclusive at the time or very very heavily associated because otherwise you end up in these weird spots like when i was first drafting the list where i was like well portal 2 was on playstation and then i'm like well that's like the best game ever made so like what am i gonna make a list of of best playstation games and it's like number one portal 2 that was my five like you know i had portal 2 on my list i had overwatch on my list i had gta san andreas on my list and as i was going through again i'll Looking at my list, I was like, well, these are what I consider to be some of the best games of all time on yeah. PlayStation. And I, I started to realize that we, we kind of put ourselves into a conundrum on this show, right? Because we're a PlayStation podcast. And so, like, theoretically, people, people could be like, well, why don't you just do the top games of all time? Well, what if I think some of those are Nintendo games? You don't want to exactly. hear me talk about that on a PlayStation podcast. But I, can't, I can't, also can't name it top 10 games that also happen to be on playstation because this is a playstation podcast so we don't want to talk about other play- like that is, they were getting too wordy of a of a headline there yeah right and so we go with top 10 playstation games 
And when you say that, people expect exclusives. And so I think both of us now are bringing exclusives and PlayStation-associated yeah. games to the table. Um, and I guess right now we're going to start with number 10. Do you want to go first or should I go first? How are you feeling, Janet? Um, you should go first because I went first for the question of the Frankenstation. Um, but then after that, like back, we're going back and forth. We're right? going back and forth, right? 10, so 10. I'm going to yeah. do 10. You're going to do your number 10. And I'm going to go for some audience write-ins uh, and hear what some yeah, of your top three should, video games are. I think you kick it off. Also, this would be a dumber idea, but it would be funny. If you did 10, I did 9. And we just have to randomly skip one of them. <laughs> So what we just have like a fucked up because I'm because surely our lists are going to have some of the same games on there. And so we're going to be imagine, like, yeah. number nine, Uncharted, number eight, Uncharted. And we're like, oh, well, it's on the list twice now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's go for it. Now, Bear, is Janet frozen for you? Uh, yeah. Yes. Our Ethernet port, I think, has uh, disconnected. So I got to people fix can that. still hear us, though. Yes. Yeah, I can, they yeah. can still hear okay. you. The chat can no longer hear you but we're still recording we're still going so i mean we can still know. keep going like this yeah, yeah. janet you're frozen be... on a wonderful frame just so you know <laughs> i know <laughs> that's honestly exactly how i feel and so... i feel like you're frozen pretty well too like you don't look oh too am busy. i frozen also yeah you're frozen yeah. for me now too oh yeah because the, you... the computer we're streaming to her uh, yeah has also lost connection yeah. so yeah uh hopefully this will be fixed in the the next uh 30 this, seconds honestly here. Can you this describe... also means that i can't show uh any b-roll or anything for her number 10 well can you describe I how i look on go. my b on my frozen face am i unfrozen now because i can see janet Oh, you just unfroze. Dang. I will slack it to you because, like, this absolutely needs to be a new meme format because it's actually really, <laughs> really good. But, uh, yeah, you can kick it off with your number 10 and I'll go. All right. So kicking you. off, I actually want to start off with some ground rules that I made for my list. Of course, like we m- just mentioned, games are either exclusive or associated with PlayStation in some way. And then the other rule that I implemented on my personal list is that I'm only going one game per franchise. Um, that way I can make room for more franchise inclusions. And I didn't want to do the boring thing of like, I, I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. There's some, some games where it's like, you get it. All right. You know that I like these franchises. We don't need to talk about every metal gear game. <laughs> like, we don't need two. to talk about uncharted Four. Yeah. Lost, like, like my, my list, my list doesn't just need to be metal gear. God of war. Um, last of us, you know, like, let me get some more variety in here. And so I'm going with one game per franchise with that. Because I changed my list before the show to be more exclusive I do want to give some honorable mention shout-outs, Janet. So, shout-out to Elden Ring. That was going to be on my wait, list. Wait, wait, No, see, I should, you should do the... No, no, no. You already, you already fucked it up. You should do that at the end. Because now I know it's not on there. You know what I mean? Like, you're like... In yeah, but these are, these are PlayStation games. So, like, they're not oh, on there okay. regardless. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, shout-out shout Elden Ring. Shout-out Fallout 3. Shout-out Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Overwatch and Portal 2. That's all I want to give. Okay. Right. I'm not gonna. Sure. I'm not gonna stay on them. I'm not gonna talk about them forever. I just want to give them love because okay. they would have possibly have been on my list if I was going by the third party multi platform thing. But sure. my actual number ten is Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. It is a. I was gonna say a recent entry, but this game is actually three years old now. Um, but it's one that I include for multiple reasons. One, of course, I really love the single player open world. I thought they did such a good job with story. This is one of the most visually stimulating, visually interesting games I've ever played. It is gorgeous. I've never used photo mode more in any game than this one. Uh, the combat system I think is inspired and really fun. And, uh, and yeah, like I think just from overall how to make an open world action if you want to call an RPG or like an open world action game, right? I think they went about it in all the right ways for me. That alone makes it special enough. But on top of that, they have ghost of Shima legends, which they added a few months after the original release of the game. Right. And where 
I really dug and really loved Ghost of Tsushima proper. Legends is what took the game and really went above and beyond to where that mode alone plays better than a lot of games as a service loot shooter or loot slashing type games right where you are going in with a with a co-op team of friends you are unlocking gear you are picking a class you are playing your role and you eventually get to the the raid and the raid is such a detailed well-crafted experience that i will forever remember as a moment in a video game for me like i had so much fun playing ghost stream of legends and this mode for me also highlighted just how good a lot of the combat systems are in this game and how interesting and unique it is and so Ghost Shima Legends is my, or Ghost Shima proper is my number 10 game uh, for my top 10 best PlayStation games. Nice. Yeah, that's one that crossed my mind as well. Should I just go straight into my my, my next one? Like, you can, yeah. Like, okay, you know what? And now that brings us to, perfectly to my number 10 game on this list. We have none other than Horizon Forbidden West. Oh. Um, as far as single player open world games, this is <laughs> I started right now what you were saying, because literally I could say the same thing for Horizon Forbidden West. This kind of sits in the same slot with me as Ghosts. I think they're great companion pieces that we inadvertently made for each other because Ghosts definitely crossed my mind as, in my opinion, I think Ghost and Horizon Forbidden West are around the same caliber of game yeah. i think you can they're easily like sibling one. video games almost yes like it is very easy if you said ghost is better than horizon i wouldn't be too mad like maybe i disagree but i wouldn't be mad about it and if you said the inverse same deal maybe i even disagree if i think about it but i wouldn't be mad about it um, can i, I, can I ask both... you a question yes is ghost on your list Mm-mm. horizon is not on my list because i feel like they occupy kind of the same thing right it's yeah. a cool open world game i do think ghost is a bit more you know, serious, obviously, in its storytelling than Horizon is, where Horizon's very, like, sci-fi, a little over the top, but I feel like we're drawn to them for the same reasons, right? Because, again, the same things you said I can say about Horizon, where it has this fantastic action combat, the RPG system is simple yet satisfying, it has incredible vistas and looks. I think they both kind of fulfill the single-player open-world adventure that PlayStation has kind of forced for itself in recent history and done really well um and yeah that's kind of why it it sits there for me i have to put it at 10 because as much as i love horizon i do think it is again more of an eight maybe a nine game you Mm -hmm. know and i think ghost is kind of similar so it's not too surprising that we each kind of slotted them at the bottom of our list yeah i think having a lot of reverence it's funny because yeah like horizon for me was fighting for the number 10 spot as well and it came down between horizon and ghost tsushima and i think i just went with ghost tsushima because it hit for me a bit more and i think legends really is the thing that pushed above and beyond like if it didn't have legends i could see myself going with horizon over it but i think just for how much of a full package and above and beyond of a package it is with its content i had to go ghost but horizon is like right there it so fits our taste i think as players we're such a a more traditionalist skilled combat hand-to-hand parry like that i like a good melee combat game so much Exactly. Like, that's so your bag. Well, I think I am a stand behind this rock for two hours and slowly throw traps down, you know, and not that we don't each appreciate those facets in video games, you know, ourselves, but I think we engage with them differently. And I think we're drawn to them in different ways. You know, I'm sure if, I think if we watched each of us play each of those games, we would play them very differently, despite them being the same games. And I think, you know, Horizon and Ghost respectively speaks a little bit more to each of our sensibilities for sure i feel that of course i asked the audience to write in with your top three playstation games of all time and i got so many write-ins janet 
Like I have about maybe maybe around 27 write-ins on this document and I didn't, I barely scratched the surface of the amount of write-ins that I got in the Google form itself. And so shout out to everybody for writing in people like Mara Camille, who writes in and says, Bloodborne, Final Fantasy 16 in The Last of Us Part 2. A nice little recent entry in there yeah, with Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Uh, Mr. Hawks182 writes in and says, My top three PlayStation games are the games I'll never forget playing for the first time and games that really ignited my love for video games. In release order, we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, God of War, and Kingdom Hearts 2. Hell yeah. Nice. You're playing Kingdom Hearts 2. No, you're playing 1. Mm-hmm. And you're eventually going to get to two. I think I am going to get to two. Oh, I don't want to. Okay. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit more for like what we've been playing. Cause like I've been playing Kingdom Hearts, you know, like, but, um, so I'll save more of my thoughts on that later. Cause you know, the further I get in, the more like, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird relationship. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, but, fair, I'm yeah. fair enough. I, it's funny. Cause I was making this list too. And I, you know, to Mr. Hawks's credit, like I was like, Oh, what's going to be at the bottom? Like, what do I want to like kind of barely get in there? And he's like, you could put Kingdom Hearts. I was like, it's too soon, <laughs> even though it, the game's old as fuck. But like, I just mm-hmm. started playing it. So, and then Josh writes in and says, uh, I, "I assume this is in order. You had at number one, Persona Three FES, and number two, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then at number three, Spider Man 2018." Yeah, Persona's one that I definitely like. I, I wish I could put on my list, but since I haven't played it, it doesn't make sense for me to be like, "Yeah, this is a good game." Shane, let's get into our number nines. My number nine. Marvel Spider-Man 2018. For me, this is almost like the if we're if we're gonna call Horizon and Ghostshima siblings, I feel like Marvel Spider-Man is like the older sibling. You know what I mean? Of like, oh, okay, like Horizon and Ghostshima are really holding down the fort for what open world PlayStation games look like, but Spider-Man is doing it on a level that I think is just gonna hit people harder because it's Spider-Man. And they have something special with what New York is, with who Peter Parker is as a character and how engaging the story is, but then even more so how f- inherently fun the gameplay of, of Spider-Man and that insomniac style gameplay is right with the swinging through New York and the combat and all that stuff, right? Like it is such a good time. It is such a dream Spider-Man game. And for me, I'm somebody who I, I played Spider-Man games all throughout life, right? Starting off as a, as a kid playing the PS one uh, uh, Spider-Man one game, but then hopping over to ps2 and getting my hands on the spider-man movie games playing both spider-man 1 and spider-man 2 for ps2 and spider-man 3 regrettably but spider-man 2 on ps2 was the <laughs> one that like blew me away and showed me what an open world game could be I, pl- I played the hell out of spider-man 2 before i even got my hands on a gta and playing through that game and swinging through that version of new york and fighting crime and really d- getting into the role of me being spider-man felt so special and spider-man 2018 took that and flew away with it right where it is hey here's that same kind of experience but we're taking everything that worked for spider-man 2 and really polishing it and giving it that insomniac touch swinging has never felt better uh, better than this new york has never looked better than this the story and what they do with the relationship between peter parker and doc ock is so well done and i think they do the the prime spider-man thing which is they build that relationship between Peter and Dr. Octavius and make it a thing that you care about and flip it on its, on its head in a way that punches you in the gut, even though you know, like even though you you know and understand that Doc Ock is supposed to be evil and he's going to be evil, the way that they do that in this game for me is so well done. And so that is for me going to be my number nine. Fair enough. I mean, it's a great game. Yeah. Jana, what's your number, number nine? My number nine is a game that 
kind of funny, maybe familiar with. It's Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, which I this one surprised even me that it's on here. Yeah, I this surprises warmed, me a bit. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Like uh, people can change. No, okay. Here's the thing. From the jump, when I played this, I was like, "This combat fucking slaps," and I'm like, "This story." is there you know like and i know it's a hot take and people will get upset by it but again you have to understand when you're this is my first final fantasy game seven remake um when you get thrown in um it's a different experience you know than having the nostalgia the history seeing Aerith and knowing the way of that moment versus i'm like i just see a girl in the street selling flowers like i don't i don't know who this girl is you know but i have to acknowledge the just how good that combat is it's combat that i still think about um Mm -hmm. i feel like it as someone that doesn't play a lot of that style of rpg it was sort of you know a little bit more foreign to me than it would be to other players and yet it's still stuck really heavily it still feels like the pinnacle i think i think since playing seven remake i've played a lot more you know of that kind of action rpg genre and i keep kind of wanting every game to have this combat system of it being real time but kind of being able to cheese that with like the menu and slow things down and select everything going on having highly competent party members the fidelity of it the wonkiness of the areas Mm -hmm. uh you can fight a big ass bird in this game like there's a lot of you can fight a house yeah, you, find, you do find a house. Yeah. Not even you can't find a house. The, the bird is in one of the fucking VR mission optional things or whatever. Um, this is also a game I spent, like, the last couple things I want to mention it. This is also a game I spent a lot of time in. Um, so, like, I don't, like, I think sometimes when you are critical of something that's really beloved, people are like, well, you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And mm. to a degree, that's a little true because I'm a newcomer to the franchise. But I spent a lot of time in this because I worked on the guide um, and my, my job was side quests. And when you mm-hmm. have the job of side quests, you have to do the main quest and all the side quests to unlock the side quest. You can't just do the side quest. So um, so I did almost every single side quest in this game. I've seen so many parts of it. Um, and with that, I definitely have gained an edge to how I talk about it. But I also have a deep appreciation for it because I've I've been living in it for a long time. Um, and yeah, this is just this is one of the best. And I kind of wanted something that I want a little bit of diversity of genre, too. Mm-hmm. And again, as much as the story I was not into at all in this, for the most part, the combat hits hard as fuck. Yeah. To the point where I'm I'm still thinking about it now, and I'll be thinking about it until the next one comes out. Yeah. I uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is such a special one, right? And I'm right there with you on how fun the combat is. But I'm also somebody where the story worked on me. And as I was playing through that game, I couldn't stop thinking about how this feels like I'm playing a Last of Us again, just in terms of how much I am into this story and into this world i bought into this experience and i am into like even things as simple as the facial animation like the reference i make all the time with final fantasy 7 remake is the scene where um barrett not our barrett but the in-game barrett is mm-hmm. looking for his daughter and he has this level of oh god is our barrett's doing <laughs> the same exactly thing where, where is she <laughs> where is she <laughs> but there's this level of like emotion that is conveyed in his face and in his eyes that is unlike anything i've ever seen in a video game and i think about Mm. it all the time of wow they really made me feel for this character that on his surface is so tough and has this level of like you know i'm a fucking mercenary like i am here as like i'm a basically a terrorist like i that's who barrett is right but he's coming in and he has this good uh motivation he's trying to save the planet because the planet is dying janet like he is trying to do his thing that do what he believes is right to save the world and he is part of this crew that 
you know, is being seen as, oh, you guys are the bad guys. Like you guys are doing this bad thing. You guys are terrorizing the world. But at his core, he is just this man who has so much emotion and love for the people around him. And for me, that was the thing that really cemented how much I adored what this game was doing on a character level and a story level. And, and yeah, on the gameplay level, man, there's there's so much to talk about there. But um, yeah, I'm right there with you that this game is incredible. Janet? Going back to some of the audience write-ins, uh, Nicholas Langston writes in and says, God of War 2018, Bloodborne, and Ghost of Tsushima for his top three PlayStation games. CJ Splitson writes in and says, Lashes Part 2, Astrobot Rescue Mission, and Bloodborne. And then Dear Sixlet writes in and says, uh, gives two different lists, right? They give a first-party exclusive and a third-party mm. inclusive list. <laughs> so for a first-party exclusive, they say uh, Dark Cloud, Infamous 2, and mm. Astro's Playroom. And then for a third party, they give Kingdom Hearts 2, Persona 5, and then Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. But I love to see some Astrobot love in here. I love that we're getting yeah. multiple people writing with Astrobot, because that's one that I'll be, I was afraid would get forgotten in some of these write-ins. I mean, you could, well, I guess for the write-ins, yeah. I'm like, you could make it not forgotten by putting it on your list, blessing. You know, you do have that option. Listen, all right, maybe my list is chock full of excellent games that may or may <laughs> not be as excellent or more excellent than Astrobot. I don't know. I know. It was, that's the hard thing, too. Ranking these were really hard. But we can yeah. talk about the ranking maybe at the end of... The, that, the, the retrospective of the, the 20 minutes that we're talking the the tough thing here too is that when i was getting into these lists especially with my um i'm only going to include one or uh one game per franchise is i'm just ranking tens and nines now like all the games that i have yeah. on, on my list i'll give either a nine or a ten and yeah. so now i'm like all right what ten is more 10 you know like what is what game is a tenner like what's what's more what's the most 10 out of 10 game here which is always tough but getting into our number eights Janet, my number eight is God of War Ragnarok. Wow. Yeah. I'm okay. And I'm this sorry. Is, I'm thinking how high is the rest of this list? But go on, go on. Well, this follows up what I'm saying in terms of ranking tens. Because as I'm scrolling down, the rest of these games that I have on my list are games that I'll give 10 out of 10s. I feel like I have whacker games than you then maybe, but go ahead. You got to play more PlayStation <laughs> games, Shannon. Right? I know. That's what, that's what people have been telling me a lot in the comments that I don't read. So God of War Ragnarok, of course, is one that I, I mean, I really don't have to go deep into describing it, right? We all just played it late, late last fall, but I have it in here above the original God of War 2018, just because I think this game did such a fantastic job of amping things up, making this story and world feel bigger, finding ways to explore more characters and making all those character moments matter. Um, but also I think this game is just a masterclass of, moment to moment keeping you engaged in what's happening in the story right even when you're in the middle of a combat encounter you still have this this feeling of oh but what happens next like where are we going here or where am i going with this character what's happening um the world is so well defined the um dialogue between characters is so well done and in so many mo so many moments unexpectedly emotional especially when you talk about the character of kratos and some of the character development that he goes through so well done. The only thing that like keeps God of War Ragnarok still like not at the peak for me is that I, for whatever reason, God of War combat never all the way sticks with me, right? right. Like I have a fun time with the combat, but there's so many other games where I prefer their combat system over how it feels to play God of War Ragnarok. And I don't know if that's the thing that I'll ever get over with what current God of War is. I think it just has a specific feel that isn't all the time for me. But even with that, right, still a game that I would say is a masterpiece that knocks knocks out of the park at so many levels and so for me yeah that's why it's my number eight janet what's your number eight my number eight is astrobot rescue mission because we Let's don't forget go. about our rich cultural history here <laughs> psvr1 boom there it is um i love astrobot rescue mission i mean this is 
even though the system didn't sell that well, this was the system seller. You know, if you bought it, this was something you played. This is part of the shared PSVR one experience. But genuinely, I mean, this is like one of the best platformers in modern history. Um, yes. Like, period. PlayStation, Nintendo, any anybody, anybody. Um, and all I want is for them to make a game that isn't on such a niche platform. Because, again, a lot of people listening probably never played this game. But I guarantee you, if you're listening to the show, you've heard from us, from many people, from everywhere about how good this game is. Such a creative, genuine use of the PSVR platform in terms of having kind of that you sort of have that godlike perspective, almost like a moss kind of setup where you're controlling, you know, at the little Astrobot guy, and then you kind of also interact with the world around you. There's some fun stuff with like the controller, you know, shooting water to blow stuff up, changing the environment. It feels so genuinely traditional in terms of kind of mascot platformery vibes while also being incredibly fresh, having a movement that feels like you're being taken on an adventure. Um, this is a game that I think is defined by the ways that it surprises and delights you over and over again. Um, while also feeling like so familiar, if you've, you know, if you're used to the genre, you've played, you know, boss battles like this, you've jumped over rings, you've done these things, mm -hmm. but it's kind of recontextualizing them in a way that you've never quite experienced before. There's a part of this game and I wish I had the tweets or the Z or whatever the fuck they're calling it now. I wish I had it on my mind or, or saved already or I looked it up before. But quite literally, there is a world in this game that I thought was so beautiful. I was almost moved to tears with how yeah. good it looked. Um, and when I tweeted that out, someone responded and was like, was it this? And I'm like, no, it was somewhere else. And that's how good looking that game is. So yeah, that is an absolute like banger for me. Uh, definitely in the pantheon of of best PlayStation games. And also I think whether or not you think it's like, you know, deserving of that number eight slot, I do think that we can all kind of acknowledge that Astrobot Rescue Mission sits in an important spot in PlayStation culture and history while also being a quality video game, which mm -hmm. is why I really want to have it on my list to sort of represent like when I think about who I am as a PlayStation player, Astrobot is one of those core games. Yeah, I'm right there with you with everything you just said, but even talking about those wow moments. And for me, the one I always think of is there's a level where you go underwater and, you know, like, Jana, you know that my microphone is always recording whenever I'm playing a video game. And oh, yeah. there's a moment where I dip underwater, like the, your camera goes mm -hmm. underwater. And I remember being like, oh, like I like had a gasp like, oh, like, oh, my God, what's happening? And I went back and watched it and listened to it. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? Like, this is th <laughs> like so this, immersive. this like, but it was so immersive. Like, I felt that shit when i went underwater i went there's another moment where you're elevating into the sky and it felt really cool right like astrobot i think gets that right about being a uh, a 3d platformer and if you know me you also know that i'm a hater when it comes to crash bandicoot like i i'm always talking shit about crash bandicoot for me astrobot is what Astro, astrobot is what crash bandicoot should be right it is this magic oh because of is, the spin <laughs> wait say it again because of the spin not even because it's just for the level design, right? Because it's like it's these linear levels that the are similar to Crash helps, Bandicoot. I mean, the PlayStation loves to spin. I, sp PlayStation with loves, yeah, of course. Mascots, like everyone's spin. Give, give Joel a spin in the next uh, last oh, list. Honestly, okay. I guess Ellie, like, give Ellie a spin. A true. dumb, like a dumb, like fucking like April Fool's free game. Last of Us, the platformer. I would fucking play it. Like. Oh, for sure. They, that's going to be out soon as a mobile game, I'm pretty sure. But no, like the linear level design, right? Because that's one of the things that I've always faulted Crash on is I'm for a 3D platformer, 
I love more of the open explorative stuff. That's why I've always preferred something like Spyro than to Crash. Crash being these 2D, essentially 2D, 3D levels, right? Where you're going through this corridor and like, if your depth perception is at all off, you're just fucking up these jumps and all this shit, right? Uh, Astrobot has that same, Astrobot Risk Mission in particular, has that same sort of level design of you are going on one path, right? But with the way in which the levels um, are constructed and like the way they hide certain collectibles and user perspective in VR, it's so smartly done. And the level design alone elevates it to this whole new level of, oh, okay, I can enjoy this kind of platformer. It just has to be really well constructed and designed. And that's the thing that Astrobot brings to the table for me. Um, and yeah, I think for your point about where it stands in the PlayStation ecosystem, you're 100% right. It is a an important PlayStation game and it is, for me, undisputably the best playstation vr game from playstation yeah. right first party playstation vr game janet hopping back into some of the audience write-ins again i, I asked you guys to write in with your top three playstation games xander 218 wrote into kindoffunny.com slash p-s-i-o-y and says uncharted 3 because it in my opinion is the best and most uncharted like uncharted game there is spider-man 2018 because it finally felt perfect to control my favorite hero and god of war ragnarok because it genuinely felt uh or it's it's genuinely one of the best games of all time that's all Brittany taylor writes in and says in no particular order and chosen based mostly on nostalgia sentimental value gameplay and story but also based on how i'm feeling at this particular moment that's no, a lot of stuff that's a lot of <laughs> particularly lot based on caveats <laughs> uh at number one kingdom hearts 2 at number two, okay. Soul Blade slash Soul Caliber, and at number three, Last of Us Part Two. Shout okay. out, Brittany. That's a girl. I love the inclusion of Soul Caliber in there. And then yeah. Brian, Brian Barnett says Final Fantasy Tactics, Bloodborne, and Final Fantasy X. I gotta play Tactics because Isaiah brought up Tactics too, and I was like going over my list with him. It's like if you played that, that would probably be on your list because it's really good. Dude, everybody who I know who's played Final Fantasy Tactics loves Final Fantasy Tactics, and it makes me hope that it gets a 2d hd remake from square because that's the way that's the way i'll play it like I, I feel like that'll happen eventually if i hold my breath long enough my number seven near automata this is one yeah, where okay. you know 20, 20 a lot of people are talking about 2023 as being the best year of gaming if not one of the best years of gaming and for me whenever i look back at 2017 that's what that has been for me and one of my main arguments is near automata and what this game brought to me as you know, I'm somebody who loves action. I'm somebody who loves a good uh, uh, RPG. Um, and I'm also somebody, somebody who likes post-apocalypse, but also I like stories being told in interesting ways in video games, right? Like I like video games exploring how to tell stories that only video games can. And Nier Automata gives all of that to me in peak form where the action of course is platinum games they make they're they're the kings of stylish act, action right like they know how to do that shit and playing the game and having it be this combination of a hack and slash but then also having these shoot 'em up elements that keep you on your toes and give you gives you these different ways to engage in the action so fun the character work between 2b 9s and all the other characters in the game so well done and like the further you get into what this game does with its different um, like playthrough quote unquote systems, its different endings, I think it's so smart. And again, only tells a, tells a story in a video game the way that only a video game can, right? By making re experiencing re experience these events in the eyes of different characters by playing at these different characters. I think all that stuff is so well done. But then I talk about the soundtrack, which is for me the my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. 
um yeah like near automata for me does it all and it's a special game and for me on my list i'll i'll refer to it as like the most underrated it's one that i wish i saw on more top 10 lists i know a lot of people who love near automata fucking love near automata but yeah like i'm I, I i'm i'm all about it and so that's my number seven janet what about you my number seven is in star is it's not as good of a game as your number seven probably but uh i'm gonna go with none other than patapon Ra- ratchet and clank up your arsenal oh i like again this pick a lot. more surprises i know y'all may know me on here as the ratchet and clank hater because i am a little bit tired of the formula but before i was tired of the formula i was all in on the fucking formula and i think up your arsenal um back when they were still naming everything off of a gross pun um was a lot of people think of this as like it's when they had like great single player and they had this multiplayer option which you kind of see a little bit in this uh footage that barrett has pulled up i didn't do any of the multiplayer stuff like the online stuff the for me this just kind of hits the pinnacle of like a franchise hitting its stride to me uh this is i believe the third installment in the ratchet and clank series and it just kind of was like they get it, they continue to evolve, and they're still doing it and still keeping it fresh. And that's kind of why I like, so I, like when I was making this list, the first thing I thought of was I want one of the old Ratchet and Clank games. And the only question mm. was which one I wanted to pick from that beginning era. Um, again, since then, I think time has gone on a long time, and it is hard to continue to innovate without changing the core, the core of, what, of it what it is. It is. Yeah, um, which is a tough spot for anybody to be at. But yeah, this is back when everything still hit everything was exciting everything was so fresh i didn't i didn't have a job yet this is a good time <laughs> hell yeah yeah no like when i think of ratchet and clank especially the early ones i get brought back to that ps2 era and for me ratchet and clank was the the platformer that won out for me in that ps2 era because i felt like yeah. you're either a ratchet and clank person or you're a jack and daxter person or maybe you're a sly cooper person if you're unlucky you're attacking the power of juju person but like Ratchet was the king of it all, right? When or you're talking you're about cool. the PS2. Or if you're cool, you're ta- secretly you're like, I was a like person. You're like the ahead of its time hipster kind of thing. Yeah. God, I, I love me so, some um, uh, attacking the power of Juju. But like, yeah, Ratchet and Clank for me during that era was so fresh and was so special. And, and I think found a way to be unique as a 3D platformer with its um, shooting elements and, and with its humor and tone and all that. Like it, it just hit different than the, all the other ones. And so, yeah, that's a, I, I think that's a really good pick for, for number seven. Janet, before we get to number six, I want to read some of the, uh, some more write-ins from our audience. Of course, Josh writes in and says, Last of Us, God of War 2018, and Journey in that order. Okay, I was wondering when we'd see Journey pop up, because I knew it wouldn't be either of our lists, because we're not... We're haters. <laughs> yeah, we're Journey haters. I keep using the phrase haters, but like it's just funny to me. Yeah, we're Journey haters. But if I wasn't a Journey hater, I think that's like... I don't want to say obvious, like it didn't have like thought put into it or anything, or is it meaningful to people, but that is like a classic response you know when you mm-hmm. when you ask people about it people fuck with journey really shaking Barrett, is that, are you shaking your head because you don't fuck with journey or because you know very loves disappointed journey. in both of you You love journey Journey's i know well, like when you walk really slow in the sand it was sad i'm not gonna lie it was you, you float float no, you very walk. slowly you're through like, the you're like doo, doo, doo. you don't remember that i know uh, i honestly i blocked out journey because i was probably i was probably halfway asleep <laughs> I played it really that recently is the thing. Anyway, we're not here to like be mean to other people. Yeah, I love how I Josh is like, oh yeah, I love Journey. We're just shitting on it. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad someone brought Journey though because I think that's like a very classic response that I'm happy to see represented. In the and I, I like it too because it's more, it's an indie title and I feel like there's yes. probably not going to be that much indie representation since we're talking about like a lot of PlayStation exclusive stuff. And so, yeah, yeah Journey should get a shout out here, especially for carrying that flag for PlayStation. 
Uh, Gemma Jamma writes in and says, Metal Gear Solid, uh, God of War 2018, and Final Fantasy VII. And then he says, sorry, Clive. And then Jason writes in and says, Devil May Cry, Metal Gear Solid, okay. and Horizon Zero Dawn. Interesting to see Zero Dawn. It's always interesting when people go with the, the first instead of the most recent. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's that tough thing of when you are new and fresh this franchise yes. versus a thing that's doing more. It's the same thing of like, how much um well do i make a nintendo reference on this playstation show sure why not it's the same way as like the my first time playing breath of the wild was so fucking sure. special because i'd never experienced that before right but then it's like oh but tears of the kingdom adds on so much more that it's hard to not make the argument that tears is better but breath yeah. of the wild did it first and so like there's that weird double standard thing i think there's also like a uh interesting like nostalgia that ends up coming from the first of anything yes. because it does feel like again besides the freshness Sometimes the, not to say that, that that all first entries are inherently more simplistic than their pre, like their you know not predecessor but what's successor what's what's the one after successor predecessor? successor thank you um, they're not necessarily less complicated than their successor but oftentimes they are um, you I mean, know that's the last of last is part two exactly for me. and like there's something nice about like a more like tight presentation of the whole thing yeah and I think Duradon is a little bit like that in some ways like especially the narrative is like way different than yeah for me it is case by case because like yeah god of war god of war ragnarok obviously i put god of war ragnarok on my list over um god of war but i'm down to hear the opposite argument because i think for god of war i can understand the idea of oh this is a straightforward journey where you are spreading the ashes of of kratos's um partner uh atreus's mom right across the world <laughs> like i forgot like, their relationship whose ashes do i have here <laughs> whose ashes are those were they yeah. married were they just were, who are they they were married right they were married, I, yeah that's his wife right my wife but that's his wife right? it was atreus's mom classic kratos line my wife <laughs> my wife yeah my wife is kratos the type to get married do they get married in the that was his in right, Greek that was mythology? His wife. i feel like i feel like i'm tripping now i feel like that that's his wife look at look it up because i like even as i yeah, said it no because I feel like he's talked to like Brock and Sindri and been like, that was my wife's. Like, did he say wife or did he say baby it? mama? <laughs> yeah, classic, classic creative. <laughs> um, anyway. Janet, I want to tell you about my number six, but before I tell you about that, I want to tell the world about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons can find for that and then if it finds a working coupon you will find the prices drop we've saved thousands of dollars thanks to honey buying costumes props tech over the years honestly not using honey is just silly honey doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iphone too just activate it on safari on your phone and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash 
kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's shadyrace.com. Use code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny betterhelp.com slash kind of fun hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back. And my number six is Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
of course it was a bit okay. lower on your list but of course it has to be on my list because final fantasy 7 remake was the one that made me fall in love with final fantasy 7 and it, it made me understand what people got out of this game right for the longest time i would hear my friends growing up talking about final fantasy 7 and how cool it was and 7 remake was the thing that made me go oh this is fucking cool this is dope as hell um and yeah, like it totally worked on me. I love the stories. I love the character, the characters, everything I said before about uh, Barrett and what he brought to the table, along with like Aerith and Tifa and everybody else in this game, not to mention Jesse. Like th- this cast is stacked. The soundtrack is stacked. And yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake for me is a special video game. Janet? Yeah. What's your number hair. six? And that as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Everyone's hair is really nice in that game. My number six, uh, I feel like this show is like who I am as a player in general. Little Big Planet 2. Again, when you think PlayStation, what are you thinking? I'm thinking Little Big Planet. I love this list so far. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm having some fun. See, for a long time, all I really did in games was jump, and I was happy to do so. Mm. Sometimes I jumped with a gun. Sometimes I jumped with whatever freaking grapple rope they have here in the trailer. Um, yeah, this was, again, kind of thinking of hitting your stride a little bit more. I do think 2 is a bit more refined than 1, and also a little more forgiving than 1. Um, there's like hella content in this game, so much creativity. I think too, uh, something that Little Big Planet sort of represents to me with PlayStation is not just like the history with the platformer genre, but it's also this great marriage between platforming, multiplayer, and also weird PlayStation. Not that Little Big Planet is like the most like weird idea ever, but it is that media molecule energy yeah, of like creativity yeah it's funky it's it's charming i feel like this was also i don't want to say like before like cosmetics really took off because that's not necessarily true but one of the big things was like the the customizations and dressing up and like it had like this when you play little big planet it really genuinely did feel like you were engaging with a fantastical toy box but in a virtual space yeah. and there's something like so cool and cute and quaint. And they had also, also all this amazing music as well. Um, some of it, Matthew in the, in the Trogs chat mentions like the music rocks as well. Yeah. Like I, I still listen to, you know, I listen to Cafe de Cuba a lot and whenever I play you that, mean, wait, you listen like, to who? Cafe de Cuba. It's spelled T A C V B A. It's like a Latin American, like rock Okay, band. Oh, Hopefully yeah. I'm not butchering their genre. Um, but like I'll listen to their MTV Unplugged um special a lot. And I thought that I... was like from a sound from the soundtrack of Little Big Planet. I was like, I do I not, mean, I do it not... Wait, it is? So they have a song, I forgot which song chat might remember. Um, they have a song that I play all the time, and whenever I play it, Isaiah's like, That's the little big planet song. And I'm like, That's oh, fun. Snap. And, and I forget if that song is in two or three, or you know, so forgive me if I'm attributing it to the wrong entry. But mm-hmm. they had so much of that. Um weave so naturally anyway that's awesome i'm kind of ended there but i could a little bit plan too is just like one of the best games ever and i feel like when i again i think playstation this is like core playstation memory and also quality title yeah I, I somehow missed out on the Little Big Planet craze on PS3. Oh my god! Like I, yeah, and then you played Sackboy by yourself. Like that's so sad. Blessing. Yeah, I know, I know. But like my, I I had it on PS3. I think I just didn't get into it, and I don't know why. Like I wanted it so badly for PS3, and I think the PlayStation network outage happened, and then I think they offered it for free for some time, and I got the it. The thing too is like, cause like Little Big Planet three, for instance, like i actually didn't play that one because something about like well like i feel like that one kind of flew under the radar a bit the the energy wasn't the same anymore you know what i mean like i don't know what it was but like 
it just didn't hit like that. Like something about like they, they had to have a little gimmick of like there was like the tall one, and then you could do certain things. Like, and that's why like two two was where like everything was hitting. Like it wasn't yeah. weirdly as difficult as the first one, but it was still a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Going back to some of the audience write-ins, Tim writes in. Is it our Tim? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, they write in and say, they say Uncharted 4, Spider-Man, and Infamous. Which, honestly, that could be our Tim. Because I know Tim likes Uncharted 4 and Spider-Man. I don't know about I Infamous, don't think but... he, he's an Infamous guy, though. So that, that might not be our Tim. That might not. Maybe he wrote that in to, to confuse us. Oh, yeah. Throw, throw us, us off. off. Yeah. Throw you off the trail. I need to play Infamous still. Also, the song was Infamous is Vol- dope. Volver a Comenzar. Says my dog, Nick 96. Gotcha. Thank you. Infamous 2 is dope. I... I I played two before one, and I think that was a mistake. Because I tried to go back to one, and I wasn't feeling it as much. But also, I think my favorite Infamous probably is, um, weirdly enough, Infamous First Light, which was the okay. like spin-off game from Infamous One, where you played as Fetch and you're using her neon powers. And I had such a fun time with that one. Um, and they had like a combat horde mode uh, thing in there too. That was really fun. Uh, Yvette writes in and says, "Last of Us One." Battlefront 2015 for nostalgic reasons and Monster Hunter World, which is a really cool list. And then Darian Williams writes in and says, Ape Escape, Sly 3, Honor Among Thieves, and The Last of Us Part 2. Hmm. I, I appreciate like how much variety we got here. Our, uh, my number five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was doing the thing. I was trying to do like the thing where I strike through the, the right and I was like, oh, no, no, no. It was, it's just like, it was funny because I was like, you like the Ape Escape, right? And then there's like a, a dramatic pause. And I'm like, oh, I did not, I did you. not hear the Ape Escape. No, thing. I figured you didn't. And then I was like, what's up? Okay, anyway. But gotcha. was that you? Or am I mixing up with someone? That liked Ape Escape? Like, down for Ape Escape. I played Ape Escape yeah. once when it came to PS Plus. Plus, right. plus. And you were, but you were like down for it. Yeah, right? no, when I played like it that one time, I was fucking into it. I really liked it. Yeah, Ape Escape is, is is really cool. I didn't play it back in the day, but sure, sure, sure. If you if like if you gave me a reason to play through all of Ape Escape now, I'll do it. You should. No time like the present. I I love a game that I wasn't as taken by Ape Escape when I also played it in the same deal like the PS Plus stuff, mm-hmm. but I I get I see the vision. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like if it's something you have fun with, like oh, hell yeah, that's gonna be a great time. Janet, my number five is Bloodborne. Bloodborne, okay. of course, from okay. software. It is the only uh, game that I can... I guess not the only, because Demon's Souls exists too. But like, I think when you're talking about PlayStation-associated slash exclusive from software games, you're talking about Bloodborne for like the one that really broke through and brought something cool. And for me, Bloodborne is up there as one, one of my favorite slash one of the best action-adventure games for what it brings to the table in terms of world and like how well it defines that like gothic uh cosmic horror vibe that it brings through everything in bloodborne is disgusting and wet and scary and like i have so much fear for every fucking creature in this game they went they from software went ham when they were doing all like the character models and and designs in this game because like i come across any new enemy and i am fucking terrified of whatever i I, I'm, i'm about to fight um but yeah there's that there's the combat system that's really fun and inspired i i um fell in love pretty quickly with the um like your secondary weapon that can work as a parry like use your blunderbuss like shotgun to get a parry in and that's such a unique function but also it works so well especially having that like half second that you have to wait to get that gun off and so you're timing your parries in this really unique way that is really satisfying to get off you have these boss battles that are some of the most fun boss battles i've ever had in a video game i will forever remember my encounter with um the orphan of cause um and like actually plenty of the bosses right lady maria um the um father gascoigne like so many moments of this game stick out to me as 
wow, like that was a battle and I am so happy to have gotten to the other side of it. It is such a satisfying game to play through, but yeah, also the story and the what it does with the world building is really cool, really fascinating, really dark, but also very nerdy in terms of how it um, translates that HP Lovecraft stuff and, and turns it into like video game mechanics, things like sure. your, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Not vision. It's, um, oh, there's like this idea in like HP Lovecraft of like being so aware that now you're seeing things that you couldn't perceive before, right? And they have that as a mechanic in this game. And that was always something that um, I thought was really cool and a really interesting mechanic to have in a video game that way. But yeah, shout out to Bloodborne. Hell yeah. Janet, what's your number five? Number five is Jack and Daxter. You know, you know, I had to put someone. I was waiting for it. Was, you had a feeling it was coming, and now it's here. You know, um, Jack and Daxter. Genuinely, because I don't want people to assume that. Oh, I just love it, so I was gonna put it put it near the top. Genuinely, it is an incredible video game. It is very good. If you like platformers, you will like this game. If you like platformers and have not played this game, you need to. There's there are very few caveats I really need to give this, other than also chat saying it's insight. Insight. Plus, it, but, it is yes. insight. It was what I was talking about. Other than um, a couple difficulty spikes with like, I get lost as hell in the spider cave despite playing this game for the last like 10 to 20 years. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think it nails the formula really well while having its own personality and having its own things to say. Um, I think the reason I rank this so highly compared to all the other platformers in the list is I think it sort of has the, the perfect kind of trifecta combination of incredible mechanics and incredible world building with also like that x factor of just heart there's so mm. much like personality and distinction in the biomes despite the fact that you can obviously like attribute it to many game tropes that you see like being on a beach and all these other things but somehow it finds a way to make it its own i think it totally nails the um collectathon kind of formula finding the stuff is satisfying the ask is never too high it plays with having additional mechanics in a way that I think you saw kind of a lot of, you know, if you think again, the ratchet foil comparison, ratchet kind of gets that within the guns, but like to have this kind of innately in the abilities with the eco is interesting without also changing the gameplay too heavily, which is in contrast with like the second game where it goes more gun heavy. So the guns are a lot more distinctive. So it sort of floats between all these spaces in a way that I think is really masterful and memorable at the same time. Um, there's also some incredible bursts of power within mm. this game specifically with the blue ego where you go really fast like there's stuff that is just you do it and it's almost like a a light-hearted power fantasy it's a light-hearted take on power fantasy a lot of times in this game so it's why i keep talking about it for a kajillion years over and um yeah like it it remains good i replay it really often and i have a good time every single time Hell yeah. I love how platformer heavy your list is because we've seen Astrobot, yeah. we've seen Ratchet, we've seen Little Big Planet, now we've seen Jack and Daxter. And I feel like we don't think about PlayStation's platformers as being the forefront. You know, usually we associate platformers with a Nintendo or with some yeah. with like a rare or other companies. But yeah, like I mean, having four so far four of the listings in your list be these platforming franchise, I think speaks very loudly to how good PlayStation platformers have been throughout the generations. And so shout out to that. Uh going back to audience write-ins. Jovin G writes in and says, Spider-Man 2018 slash Miles Morales, uh, God of War 2018, and Ghost of Tsushima. And if we can talk about games that used to be exclusive but no longer are, I would definitely include Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. Uh, and then G Rowan 7X writes in and says, Bloodborne, The Last of Us, and Persona 5 Royal. And then nice. Blair- I was waiting for 5 to pop up. Uh, Persona 5 Royal? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, have we not seen? Were other people? Yeah, I guess we haven't. We hadn't heard that yet, which surprises me. I feel not like enough nerds. Not right enough in nerds in here. Just yeah. people that like blood. Not, en- not, not enough <laughs> weebs hanging out in our uh, audience. Plus. <laughs> Uh, and then Blair writes in and says, Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, and Ghost of Tsushima. And let me tell you, Blair, you are speaking to my heart right now. God bless you. Also, uh, the person who wrote in Spider-Man 2018 slash Miles Morales, don't be a, pa- a coward. Pick one. Yeah, pick one. That's pick true, one. yeah. Pick one. That's They're like, two different games. That's like Last of Us, Last of Us 2. Like, that's just, that's, that's like, a different uh, game. Uh, Uncharted 4 slash Lost Legacy. No, pick one. Yeah, no. Choose a video game. My number four, Shadow of the Colossus. It's, I was waiting for this. Yeah, no, I'm a big Shadow of Colossus person. I play this game. I replay this game all the time. And this is your Jack and Daxter. This is my yeah, exactly. This is my Jack and Daxter. I think for me, half it is just the nostalgia of playing this game. I tell a story all the time about, about the the week where my friend Addison, growing up, uh, let me borrow uh, Metal Gear Solid Three and Shadow of Colossus in the same week, and I played them back to back and. Metal Gear Solid 3 was such a special one of, man, I didn't know stories and video games could be like this. And then I played Shadow Colossus and, and went, man, video games can actually be art. Like, this is actually a very beautifully created, beautifully crafted thing. And I was so young uh, having that realization. But Shadow Colossus for me helped me turn the corner of thinking about video games in a deeper way. I think the amount of Shadow Colossus that can be interpreted how you want and um, the amount that you can take away from Shadow Colossus just by, like, putting yourself into it if that makes sense on just like a a level of this is what this means to me this is what i think is happening with who these colossi are this is what i think this thing translates like that is such a uh shadow classes leave so much room open for that kind of interpretation which i i i think is powerful and this kind of video game all especially coming out on the ps2 back in the day for me that was such a moment right that was a my first encounter with something that was like a journey or like a even a stray, right? Like a game that had something um, uh, to say and something artistic to bring to the medium. So special for me for that. But then also just the soundtrack and the visuals and the bigger than life colossi, all of this came together to make an experience that for me, I'll never forget. It's almost like a video game parable for me (laughs) of like Shadow (laughs) Colossus being this tale that is so simple, but also like I, it's infinitely replayable. I think that's why it was also such a good option to remake for blue point because it is, Hey, you just go around, you fight these 16 big creatures, and it's simple, dude. It's an, it's an easy tale, but one that holds a lot of power. And so, yeah, Shadow Colossus holds it down. It's my number four. Nice. Shannon, what you got for me? Number four? This is where I put Marvel Spider-Man 2018, which, Hell like, yeah. is it too high? But then I had to, you know, and this is kind of where we go back and forth all the time. Uh, you already said a lot about this game, so I'll kind of, I think, speak more towards where do we rank it, right? It's like such a phenomenal video game. And for me... It was one of those things where, while I think the way I talk about it a lot doesn't seem like I hold it in that high of esteem, when I look at other games on the list, I'm like, I feel like this is one of the better video games on this list. Um, And for all the reasons you said, right, it has this like wonderful combination of open world with also familiar story and also a lot of heart. And I think that's something something worth noting about that is a story like a Spider-Man story, we've seen a lot of times in a lot of different mediums, right? Even if you're not the biggest comic book superhero nerd ever, chances are you're very still familiar with Spider-Man. I mean, the Spider-Man IP is incredibly powerful. We have a Squishmallow at home that's shaped like Spider-Man, and we have a Comfy that's designed like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is everywhere I go, I see him, you know? Like that's mm-hmm. Which I know that's him referring to Iron Man, but you all get what I mean, the <laughs> vibes, right? Um... There's a lot of power there, but with that, and not the fucking great responsibility line, but with that power comes the pressure to, how are you going to be different? How are you going to stand out and tell the story in a unique way? And I think despite 
me having this, you know, fairly ancillary knowledge of Spider-Man, I still felt it when he had that conversation with his aunt. Yeah. You know, oh my despite God. knowing everything, I, I still felt it. And I think there's so much to be said for that. And also, even though we've talked about the fucking swinging a million times over, like a fucking game where you don't want to fast travel because it's so fucking fun to travel, that is so hard to pull off. Yeah. And they did it, and it's great every time. And I'm looking forward to the next one. But yeah, oddly enough, maybe it's because my games were, in a sense, a little bit weaker in some ways. But I had to, when I looked at them, I'm like, I think of the games, this would be the better video game. You just say it all PlayStation games. You can say it. Listen, <laughs> if you say it, I'll follow. I'm right there with you. These games fucking but no, but suck. But I was, I was surprised with how high I ranked it because I'm like, you know, I'm like, I do think, I'm like, this versus like Up Your Arsenal, like, I, I probably would still go Spider Man 2018. So um, you're right there, Insomniac. You're so close. Yeah. I'm surprised you're going so this over close. Miles Morales. Yeah, I, I did. I do pick this over Miles Morales. I think Miles is, is definitely cleaner and more dynamic in the mechanics. Um, but this had just a little bit more heart for me. Like the stories hit harder. I think, again, if Miles was. As much as it's, I don't think it's a one-to-one of like longer game better because more. Like I think that's a very like a gross oversimplification. But I think in this case, I did find myself not quite hitting those same things. Like it's yeah. cleaner, but with the lack of mess, it also lost some of the good stuff. I agree. I didn't have that like that Doc Ock moment or the Aunt May moment in um in Miles yeah. Morales like I had in 2018. But I you think... didn't have the MJ Stealth moment either, and that's the yeah, and that's the right? yeah. I didn't have those dumb science puzzles things, even though I kind of liked yeah, them a little yeah. bit. But... Well, you had the um, didn't he have something with a drone or something? I don't know. He had some things. Maybe they weren't mandatory, yeah. but you know, I think the next game is gonna like fucking knock it out of the park though for that reason because I think it'll marry the dynamic mechanics of Miles Morales with the powerful storytelling of the first one and make one good ass video game. Oh we'll yeah. See uh i got one audience right in here from jake bakes cakes i've been going through these in three writer in- increments jake bake bake jake bakes cakes right saying with a longer one and so i just want to do this one uh he says hope y'all's week has been excellent this is a playstation show so i'm answering with exclusives otherwise it just felt like answering my three favorite games of all time sans nintendo my top three playstation games kingdom hearts spyro 2 ripto's rage and jack and daxter the precursors legacy honorable mentions sly cooper 2 ratchet and clank uh, a, a crack in time and last is part two thanks for all you do and can't wait to hear blessing talk about bloodborne and shadow of the colossus and janet talk about horizon zero dawn and jack and daxter yeah, but that's pretty close. Um, you guys could do the show yourselves in your head if you needed to. Hopefully it hasn't come to that. But I'm sure somebody has. I, I love the um, inclusion of Spyro. I will admit that I went back to replay Spyro and it, and it wasn't was terrible. Quite, it wasn't quite what I remembered, I have to be honest. Which, which Spyro? That, oh, God. Because Spyro um, 3, I feel like, holds up a bit. Ripto's Rage? That's Ripto's Rage, right? Oh, no, Ripto's I'm thinking Rage. of Year of the Dragon. Oh. So I don't know if people I, are standing Year of the Dragon like I am. I think I only I was replaying the first one. I'm sure it's probably through like the PlayStation collection or whatever. But I will say, like, even with me being kind of like, this wasn't as fun as I remember it being, I still just really loved it. There's something so like creative about it being like this little dragon and like the way he moves is very unique. Um, I know Neans Spyro. I know Neans. I I was playing and I was like, Neans, I'm not gonna tell you this. Neans loves Spyro in the chat. That's like the favorite franchise ever. Um, but even with that, I still wanted to play it still mm-hmm. because I think it's it's so charming i'm like i don't even need this to hit as much as it did before like i still want to go back yeah janet we're down to both of our top threes for the sake of time and i feel like to make this a bit more epic and have that build up right i want to do our top three all in one go right so i'm going to do my three two one Mm. and i'm going to have you do your three two one that way we're not keeping bear here until six o'clock so my number three 
is Persona 5 Royal, a game that was actually kind of tough for me on this list because I said I was doing one per franchise and it was between this and Persona 4 Golden. And I've always talked about Persona 4 Golden being my favorite Persona game and that out of the two that I played, right? But like that comes down to my the moments that I had of Persona 4 Golden of me moving to Seattle and being a new Seattleite and not really knowing anybody or having friends and playing this game every day on the bus on my way to work and from work on my Vita. That was such a special moment for me playing this game, a game uh, talking about Persona 4, right? A game where I was making friends in the game um, and like having these like developing moments and really feeling like I'm building a community in a video game. Persona 5 Royal, I've decided to go with just on like the, if I'm removing that like nostalgia out of it, if I'm removing that moment out of it, Persona 5 Royal, I think is beat for beat, probably just a better video game, right? Like I'm, I think there's a little bit of preference for me for the characters of Persona 4 Golden, but when you're talking about the art style, when you're talking about the soundtrack, when you're talking about the mechanics, when you're talking about just how addicting this 120 hour RPG is, and when you're talking about some of these story moments of um, the characters added in Royal and where they go toward the end of the game, oh my God, does Persona 5 Royal hit so hard for me and it is a game that after like every few years now, you know, I, I, we make fun of Barrett sometimes for replaying video games, especially Persona 5 because it's so long. But every every few years where I get a bit removed from Persona 5, I get this hunger to you go back. You just want to go home, plus. I want to go home, yeah. Barrett. It's like, it, it, that is the thing. It, it feels like going home. It feels it's like returning to something comfortable. man. Yeah, it's returning to a place comfortable. I, like just a few weeks ago, I booted up Persona 5 Strikers just to like get a little bit of that hit again. Um, and so, yeah, that's my number three. My number two is The Last of Us. Um, the Last of Us, again, is just such a, it was such a special moment. And for me, yeah, it is like, it's the video game itself, right? It's what they do with story, what they do with gameplay, how Naughty Dog really found something here with um, balancing a great heartwarming and like heartwarming also very dark story um about like a dude who lost somebody who found somebody else and was able to kind of refine his humanity in them i thought the way they explored joel and then lose their humanity again but the way they were able to use joel and ellie to really like dig into what uh, the kind of story you can tell in an apocalypse and really succeed in that and make me really care about these characters uh for me it was phenomenal but on top of that i'm somebody who i like the uncharted games but i always had like these things here and there with gameplay where i'm like ah, i'm not always loving the climbing i'm not all i'm not i'm usually not liking the shooting uh last was i fucking adore the gameplay i think the gameplay is actually really great in last was i know some people might dispute that but i think what they do with stealth here what they do with the, the crunchiness of how melee feels and how like tense the the shooting feels especially with having limited ammo i think it's so well done and so yeah last was for me is and having played last was part one now to even watching the tv show last was just something i fucking love i i've just given it up i just fucking love the last was one all right it's a it's a fucking fantastic game that i think about all the time and so that's my number two but my number one is metal gear solid three metal gear solid at this point one of my favorite video game franchises three is my favorite one and it, I mean, going back to that story of my friend that let me let, let me borrow Shadow Colossus and Metal Gear Solid 3, right? Shadow Colossus opened my eyes to video games being art. Metal Gear Solid 3 opened my eyes to, wow, this story is incredible. These characters are incredible. I care about the relationship, the relationship between um, Naked Snake and the boss, right? And like, I care about that dynamic. I care about the cast of villains. The boss fight with the end is one of the best boss fights I've ever experienced in my life. And moment to moment, the cutscene action fucking amazing the dialogue 
fucking engaging. Like, there's so much to get right in Metal Gear Solid 3. And on an emotional level, it's probably the game that I'm emotionally attached to the most because I fucking love these characters. But even replaying it with Barrett, um, what, a year or two ago at this point? Almost two years ago, Almost dude. two years ago, which is fucking wild. I know. Uh, it's a story that I can't get enough of, even re-experiencing it. It does so much right. And, like, I think it really does such a good job of, um, you know, making you... <clears throat> excuse me identify with snake and identify with what's going on in the moment-to-moment situation of this game and yeah Metal Gear Solid 3 one of my favorite games of all time and for sure my favorite playstation game of all time and so that is my list janet Hell yeah what's your top three number three i got Metal Gear solid two sons of liberty whoa is it better or worse than three i don't know because it's been a million years since i've played them i'll tell you when i replay them but the reason i picked two is because it is the one that sits as heavily like most heavily in my mind i have the most nostalgia for it um it was for me a like the pinnacle of my wow moments on playstation were playing metal gear solid 2 from that again i tell the story all the time seeing that opening cutscene, walking on the bridge it raining a hideo kojima production i was like oh shit like it's about to go down even though i was like fucking like eight or ten so i probably didn't say any of those things but in my heart that's what my heart felt um i had so much fun fucking playing this it is um weirdly like cozy to me and it's hmm. in its pacing and it's slow stealth and it's like lightly spraying the stuff to like make sure the bombs don't go off in dragging people slowly to the lockers in you know i have a, a moment in this where i shot a guy and usually they just fall forward because it's like the simplest way to kind of create the animation but one time they fell backwards over the railing and screamed on the way down and i was blown by the thought and the possible like i didn't think that could happen in a game you know again this is a long time ago um everything about this was just a joy to play and experience and sort of puzzle your way through and that's why it is my number three game i love the hell of this game and i really want to do a front to back because i've never played one and i didn't play the more modern ones like fucking what was it like five right yeah phantom pain um so i'd love to do you you said you haven't you haven't played one or five correct oh dude yeah we gotta get you to play one i don't really know about four either i definitely played two and three because i remember like snake eater like fucking hits as well like which i'm glad to see five has excellent gameplay i think you'd be into five yeah like i just want to i'm excited to i don't know when to make that time for it but anyway until i can make the time for it let's talk about my number two pick which is god of war ragnarok um this game fucking hits you already talked about it a bit so i won't spend too much time on it again kind of a known quantity we've done a lot of content on it very recently because it just came out not too long ago um yeah i picked two over one just because i think i like the messiness of two mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a theme in this upper end of the list um you know it's it's got drama it has more players kind of involved in terms of uh even though it's the same cast like you're in a different spot with the characters so the action kind of sits differently um there's a lot of like really beautiful vistas in this you get to now that atreus has grown up a little bit more he's also like grown as a character as well and you kind of get to experience not just, before it was like it was kratos's like one feels like kratos is what well, right kratos's journey and he has atreus with him this feels like kratos and atreus's journey featuring sometimes just kratos's journey in in a sense and sometimes just atreus you kind of see both of these like different angles well before it was like kratos is trying to get shit done and atreus is like mm, i don't know if i want to you know <laughs> while here it's like they, they have their own like motives and desires yeah. and secrets and and personality i talked about and, how much i hated um, atreus yeah. in 2018 i i really dug atreus in this one 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, he's a little bit older, so it's a little easier to, to relate, I think, too. But yeah. it, it just was, it was just a fun as fuck game. Like, what an amazing, playing God of War Ragnarok, honestly, it felt like, it really did feel like an epic in the traditional sense. Um, It's like fucking playing, like, the best graphic novel ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Loved it. And number one, of course, surprisingly no one, Last of Us Part 2. Um, Same deal as you, right? Big Last of Us fan. Again, pick two over one just because... I think they they go for more. I think everything about it is better. The only thing that isn't better is how I feel mentally and emotionally while playing it. Again, one is so much shorter. I know it's so much better. You know, it's a little bit easier to like, we're replaying and we're having fun. And like, sure, it's dark, but it's okay. While two is like, you know, it's like it's like reading the fucking Odyssey. It's like, this is a workout. We're at 600 pages deep. And I don't know when we're fucking getting out of water here. Um, but I think it's, telling a really beautiful and more interesting story than one. I think mechanically it really builds on a lot of the elements of one to allow for more interesting and dynamic gameplay. I felt a lot more mechanically challenged in two than I did in one in a good way. And I also felt like I was more capable because of the tool set that they gave you. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of also really incredible striking images and shots in this game as well. Uh, The, the shot of, Ellie engulfed in red light and blood is like oh my so god fucking it's incredible. dark man <laughs> yes like and I love I love the dark shit too so that's the thing and right Last of Us has never been a cheery franchise but two is like one of the like it, it is it's so well made and so good but it is also one of like the worst things to experience in a way and like I yeah. I, I I love it so deeply so that's had to put that's my push one. and pull of like picking one or two yeah. I. I two on a technical and gameplay level i i think is above one but on a storytelling and like an emotional level man like two rip my heart out i think too much i think i i think that's where i come down on liking two one is, more than two two is like the, what i was saying like on the on the drive back to like the apartment before the show i was like two is the best game that i never really want to play again yes like and i think about like, it a lot of time of like man when am i going to go back to last is part two and i don't know if i'll ever be in an emotional space to replay last is part yeah. two and, and i know that might sound like kind of a weird comment because there's a lot of games that i don't replay but two is like a game i genuinely like don't really want to it's not even just like I'm, i haven't gotten around it's like i i don't think i want to do that it's mm. a lot i probably will because i want to get the platinum because i do love the game a lot um it's my number one game right but of this list but yeah it is a lot and i, I think one is a lot easier to it, re-go through. it's a lot emotionally and just like scary wise too remember yeah. how they reworked stalkers bless yeah, I hate stalkers in Last of Us Part Two, and Terrifying. I hate that they brought them back for the remake of Part One yeah, of like the how they work and stuff. Yeah, and then you know, shout out to when that game turns into Resident Evil, which is also just fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like god damn. Yeah, it is. It is really scary, and again, more challenging mentally, emotionally. The length is also it's like pretty. It's way longer. I feel like, or at least mm-hmm. feels longer. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, oh, it's way longer lot, for sure. There's a lot of reasons why it's like that's a lot to go back into yeah so ladies and gentlemen those are our top 10 playstation games of all time thank you everybody for riding in with your with your ride-ins right like there's so many i didn't get to curtis here says uh bloodborne ghost shima final fantasy 7 remake i feel like there's a lot of repeated games here neither of us had uncharted on our list but a lot of the audience has uncharted so we of course got to give the shout out 
maybe greg will come and do his list at some point I, like like we i did this as a hey like we're down a person we can do this without probably doing it for five hours straight but yeah it'd be cool to hear hear greg's because i'm sure once you get greg's list you'll have uh a god a got probably a god of war number one i imagine if not peace walker you'll have that you might have you'll have an uncharted or two right i think you'll have more like an, an infamous as well um but hey if you want that from pat greg upon. tweet at greg pat upon yeah I was gonna say local Roco, but he's not a local Roco guy. No, right? that's he just me. Likes, that's me. You're a local Roco person. That's what it is. Uh, but yeah, that's if you want to hear Greg's list, tweet at Greg at Game Over Greggy on Threads and on X. I hate calling it that. I don't like calling it that. <laughs> I don't like it either. It's so bad. Uh, before we get out of here, just a quick uh, shout out to the drop this week. You got F1 Manager on 2020, uh, F1 Manager 2023 on PS5 and PS4. You got Venba on PS5, and then also Tren is out right now in Dreams. Yeah. If you want to go play Media Molecule's new game, Trend, that you can play within Dreams. Um, I know earlier in the week I said I was going to talk about Tekken 8 on the show. We're out of time. I don't have time to talk about no Tekken sure. 8, but maybe I'll talk about it on a future show. We'll see. Maybe on KFD or something. You'll have to tune in to find out. But until then, Janet, thank you so much for joining me on this one-on-one -on -one episode of PS Love You XOXO. Hell yeah. Is there anything that people should check out that you're working on? Oh, um, well... I, not not necessarily i'll just i'll say go to my uh twitch twitch.tv slash game and my youtube youtube.com slash game even though i'm grossly behind on uploading my vods which are all demonetized because they have disney stuff in them but uh mm. yeah i'm doing that kingdom hearts playthrough i'm also you know back on my best of grind as well so cool things to check out um yeah and oh, i'll yeah. you know we talk about that throughout the couple weeks as i filter out like games that came out not a million years ago Hell yeah. Uh, remember this has been PS. I love you. XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast that you can watch live on patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like so many people are, or later on podcast services around the globe until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>